Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, the presence of Christ in the world. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust. Alice Bailey also wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you'll hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. Today, a new concept is entering into human minds everywhere, that of Christ in us, the hope of glory. There is a growing belief that Christ is in us, as he was in the Master Jesus, and this belief will alter world affairs and mankind's entire attitude to life. What do you think Alice Bailey means when she says, Christ is in us, as he was in the Master Jesus? This seems to imply that Christ exists in multiple forms. Is that right? Yes, I think so. Uh, first of all, we should say that when we speak about Christ, that we're not just addressing the Christians among our listeners, but everyone. Because, um, interestingly, the Christ uh, in the Ageless Wisdom is an avatar who came for all of humanity, and he is expressed in the human form in what we call the Christ Principle, which is the theme of our discussion today. That Christ Principle is known to Buddhists as the Buddhic Principle. And the Hindus identify uh, that principle with Vishnu. So they are all talking about the same element, which is really a term for the quickening power of the soul Religion has so often been identified with the concept of God transcendent, worshipping God out there or up there somewhere. But another half, we could say, another counterpart to God transcendent is God immanent, God within every human heart. And according to the Ageless Wisdom, 
God present within even the smallest atom of substance. We've been talking in recent programs about um, material living, spiritual living, and the segue from that theme really is this topic of the Christ principle permeating the world and found within all elements of uh, form. We think of form as form and we think of spirit as spirit, but in fact they are mutual and uh, interacting through the power of the Christ principle, which is this quickening soul energy within every form. And that's um, what was demonstrated for us by Christ's presence in the world 2,000 years ago. He came to embody a quality that every living being has in potential within himself. Right. I think it's it's well to see Christ as, as a symbol of uh, this divine love that he uh, brought into the world and anchored into human consciousness. And um, because Christ really does not refer, in this, in this example, in this instance, Christ does not really refer to a person of Jesus or the person of Christ. Uh, and we, we should make that clear that we're not talking about the person mm-hmm. here. Uh, and uh, it, it's essentially the presence of the soul, as you have said, expressing this energy of love that we're talking about. So um, it's uh, this expression of Christ in you is not limited by any religious belief or doctrine. And uh, in fact, you could even um, change the word if you, do, if you have reaction against the word Christ or Jesus. Uh, you could substitute the word love. Uh, love in you, the hope of glory, would be this meaning the same thing. So it's, as you have said, it's, it's a principle, essentially it's a principle of love, um, an embodiment of the soul within us that uh, what is being referred to here. I mentioned earlier that um, this Christ principle exists in potential within every human being and in fact uh, within every atom of substance. And um, in potential is a, a good way to describe it because it's not fully realized as we are all too aware in most living forms. We don't see the Christ principle so visible. But the realization that that germ of pure spiritual substance exists within all matter, within all beings, is what gives hope to the world, or as St. Paul said, the hope of glory, the hope of future realization uh, of divine fulfillment, we could say, even the lowest uh, being among us uh, that we encounter often in great cities we see people that look so destitute so forlorn so lost so hopeless in their evolutionary journey even within them the Christ principle is present although hidden we could say buried that potential for evolution is there and will one day come to the forefront and what we all hope is that the sooner the better for the good of the world Alice Bailey said that this soul energy is that quickening power which drives all God's creatures forward on the path of evolution. 
through one kingdom after another, progressing through mineral, vegetable, animal, mineral to the spiritual kingdom, towards an eventual goal and a glorious consummation. How wonderful that can be. Right, and that's that's the hope of glory that's referred to there because it is the great hope that if one can cultivate this um, Christ principle within, that will eventually lead to the, the gl- glory of um, great illumination and revelation about the um, God within the, in the world. And um, it, it is the presence of this principle, of the Christ principle, or the Christ consciousness, as it's also referred to, that enables every person eventually to attain the status of a Christ uh, that Christ demonstrated. You have uh, to be careful there because we met some Christs that have come into headquarters. <laughs> They've sat oh. down at the library table and said, I'm Christ. Well, Quite seriously. <laughs> it can uh, produce a lot of glamour, yes. But, You've met uh, some of them. Um, those are not the people you're talking about. We'd call them a megalomaniac. Or, uh, <laughs> I know. You, and you want to say, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are probably the the cities full of them out there, but uh, uh, who, who think they are, or think their their master is, or their guru, or whoever he is, the Christ. I've, I've talked to them on the phone. They, they've called or worse me yet, that they are him. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, some believe that uh, he is in the world already and uh, doing his work, but uh, they've been saying that for the last 30 years or more. So, uh, you know, you have to exercise your intellect here and your your common sense. Well, and as you said um, a few minutes ago, we have to remember that what we're talking about with the Christ principle is not the same as the being Christ, whom uh, we know as having lived 2,000 years ago. Christ said, as I am, so shall ye be. And that implies a future realization, I think. As I am, so shall ye be. That's the the contribution of an avatar, uh, a Sanskrit word, which means a being who comes down from far above to earth to anchor some divine principle in the world. That's the very nature of an avatar. As I am, so shall ye be, because I am present among you. And Christ said, you shall do greater things than I do. Mm -hmm. And so um, he is anticipating that as human evolution proceeds, then we will uh, eventually surpass what Christ was demonstrating at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, very likely we will. I mean, it seems incredible, but uh, uh, as we go through the process of initiations from one one to another, then uh, this great awakening will take place. And the more people in the world that it occurs to, uh, the more that this glory, the hope of glory, will begin to shine through. It's essentially the love of God trying to come through and that's all that uh, that's all it is really and if you want to try to simplify it and I think it's good that we try to keep it as simple as possible <clears throat> because then um, it doesn't get 
weighted down with a lot of theology and mm-hmm. uh, all of that stuff, that baggage that you get mixed up in, tied up in, in, in terminology, and uh, that's when we lose the <clears throat> spark. Well, when you say um, that Christ said greater things than I have done, you shall do, we can also assume that Christ himself, like the Buddha, like all great beings, is continuing to progress in spiritual evolution. And in fact, the Ageless Wisdom says that the Christ will return to bring us a new and higher potency, spiritual potency to humanity when we're ready for it. We've spent eons trying to master the light anchored by the Buddha and the love anchored by the Christ through their incarnations and when we have mastered those my understanding is that Christ will return to teach us something about the will to good so they are progressing too I don't want to leave people thinking that we um, teach a doctrine that says we will become greater than Christ that would be a little odd well, not greater than he is at the moment or will be, but uh, <clears throat> uh, eventually we will surpass where he was speaking of mm-hmm. at that moment 2,000 years ago. For those people who just turned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, the presence of Christ in the world. And I guess as you've probably uh, interpreted right now, uh, uh, this is... Uh, Christ is uh, our perception of Christ that we're conveying is uh, uh, is for everyone, Christians and non-Christians alike. And today we have a special offer from Luce's Publishing Company. It's the book entitled "The Reappearance of the Christ" by Alice Bailey. And uh, just a little bit about that uh, that book. Uh, many re- religions today expect the coming of a savior. The reappearance of the Christ is presented in this book as an event which begins with the birth of the Christ principle in each human heart. This is the birth of the soul, the Christ aspect. The reappearance of the Christ is available for $16. Free shipping and handling when you mention that you heard about the offer on Inner Sight. That's that's the show. So send a check or money order, $16, to Lucis Publishing, Lucis L-U, CIS, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And when you send your check or money order, $16, make sure you request the book that we're talking about today. Uh, all the discussion today emanates from this book. It's all inspired by the reading of this book. Title of the book, once again, The Reappearance of the Christ by Alice Bally. Um, and we have a conference coming up, and before I go any further, I think, with uh, telling you certain uh, information that you should know about Lucy's Trust. I think we'll have uh, Sarah make a comment about that conference. Yes, everyone is welcome mm-hmm. to attend our annual Arcane School Conference, which this year will be held here in New York on May 17th and 18th, Saturday and Sunday. The Saturday afternoon session begins at 2 p.m. The Sunday afternoon session begins at 1.30 p.m., and you can call us for a program and a registration form, or you can go to our website, www.lucistrust.org, to find the program for the Arcane School Conference and register online. We don't charge for our annual conference, but we do appreciate people letting us know if they want to come. 
The theme this year of our conference is uh, a keynote from the writings of Alice Bailey. When a human crisis and a hierarchical crisis coincide, an hour of opportunity emerges. And we're going to have talks and group discussions and meditation on the theme of spiritual crisis in the world. So everyone is welcome. And to add to what we were saying before, information about Lucy's Trust, um, what, one thing that we uh, desperately need from you, and we hope you can help us out, uh, you certainly have in the past. Uh, this show really comes about as a result of uh, donations, and you've been very generous in the past, and hopefully you can help us out with this problem that we're having. So if you can help us out, send donations. They are tax-deductible. To Lucis Trust, Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. If you'd like to reach us for any reason, um, you can give us a call on our toll-free number, which is one 695 8247 That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NY-LUCIS. All of our Intersight programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the home page, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Uh, that's www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website so that you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. Uh, our topic, once again, for today is the presence of Christ in the world. And uh, I had a question or a thought that occurred to me as you and Dale were in dialogue about this uh, theme. And that is, uh, should we see Christ as um, a, a human being who was able to actualize the divinity within himself to the highest potential? Is that the way we should see him? I think so, yes. He was a fully realized soul. And one of the interesting points of debate and sometimes of criticism is the doctrine of some Christian churches that Christ is God. Um, I don't think Christ would claim he's God. That's my opinion. Uh, He was a fully realized soul, meaning he had perfectly integrated spirit and form. That was demonstrated at the transfiguration in the Garden of Gethsemane and further manifested in the crucifixion and the resurrection. He was acting out in his 30 years or 33 years on earth the progress of every human soul. He is well ahead of most of us, but we are following in his wake. And one of the unfortunate misunderstandings is that too many people view him as a a unique individual who attained something that is impossible to all the rest of humanity. But instead, he came to anchor and embody and demonstrate um, a realization of being both human and divine that lies ahead of every human being. And all of us on earth, all six billion of us, are at various stages of that spectrum of evolution. But 
we are all intended to follow that path that he and other great beings like the Buddha, like Moses, like Zarathustra and uh, Mithras and all the great spiritual beings have demonstrated for us. Right, and uh, I think this is so important to kind of keep in mind uh, that uh, uh, all of the things that he did, we shall do too, and we shall go through that same uh, series of initiations that he demonstrated in his uh, brief life. All five initiations, or actually he he demonstrated, uh, he worked through seven himself, and uh, the Master Jesus went through demonstrated five. But um, there were these different stages along the way, being the birth was the first one, the birth at, Be- uh, uh, at Bethlehem. That was the, like the first initiation, the awakening of the Christ within. And that's the birth of the Christ principle. That's what's of most interest to us in our discussion today, that this birth of Christ in the cave in Bethlehem is symbolic of the birth of the Christ principle in the cave of the human heart, which is called the first initiation, and that is when the human being uh, first awakens to what lies ahead of him, you could say, that he's not just a form, uh, a physical being living in a material world but is in fact a spiritual being here on earth for evolutionary progression. And the whole process of a baby being gestated and uh, born um, duplicates what Christ was demonstrating. There's the moment of conception, which is the spark of pure spirit entering form. There's the nine months of gestation, which uh, is a, an enactment of the long, long period of time uh, needed for spirit to become awake in form, followed by the birth of the baby, which is the first initiation. And that moment marks the, the awakening of the human being to the fact that he is spirit on earth. It's by no means the end, it's the beginning. And that's when the person begins to make the huge 180 degree turnaround in his life. And for a further interest, that's what's called conversion. When somebody is converted and turns his life over to the Lord, that's a uh, 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 an enactment or a, uh, a replica of this uh, realization that I am not just a physical being, but pure spirit, and my work lies ahead of me. Right, and there are literally, probably by now, millions of people in the world who have uh, taken that initiation or arrived at that point of awakening of this God, uh, of God, let's say, of Christ. And it isn't, um, it isn't just for Christians, it's for anybody in the world, because it's essentially awakening to the soul to the presence of the soul within you and it may be interpreted uh, as being uh, an awareness of God or of Jesus or uh, in Christian terms but it can also be uh, the awakening of the principle of love or the, the, the Vishnu aspect in Hinduism 
or in other religions they have the, the same uh, the same divine revelation so it's, it's literally worldwide and one doesn't have to be just a Christian to experience this and this is what we should kind of bear in mind because uh, even though we're using Christian terms here uh, it's not um, relegated only to Christianity. And interestingly, like I said, this is just the beginning, the first initiation. It's followed by a long period of learning to discriminate between spirit and form, to recognize higher and lower vibrations, um, learning to distinguish between uh, spiritual significance and uh, material um, form. It's not so easy, not so simple. The purpose of form is to enable the self, the soul, to contact worlds that would otherwise be denied to it and to develop a full awareness of the presence of divinity on earth in the lower kingdoms and to appreciate that presence but spirit is what gives the spark of life and as we turn our face toward that that uh, sun we could say the spiritual sun we begin to realize that there's this great cleavage between the spiritual side of us and the form side of us and then the war is on and that's the nature of the spiritual path letting this Christ principle within us become increasingly dominant Yes, and that, that's the real test that uh, each, uh, each personality has to eventually go through because as that soul force begins to become more dominant, then it will create all kinds of crises in one's life uh, because one is torn in two directions, in the spiritual sense and, and in the material sense. And uh, that, that's why... There, there is so much conflict. Wasn't it Paul who said, that which I would do, I do not, and that which I would not do, I yeah, do? That's right. <laughs> he, he was dominated by the uh, divine principle within him, I guess, yeah. by that time. Yeah. But appalled, too, by his, the slowness yeah. of his capacity to turn himself around. Yeah, there's still the very strong tendency to fall back mm. onto old patterns of thinking and behaving because we're just emerging from a very long, long, long uh, passageway of, you know, in the material world. Alice Bailey said it's the hearts of men who respond to the call of Christ, and those hearts are becoming invocative today. I think that's true. She said the long emotional upheaval of the past century with the war, with all the conflict that we have undergone, the bloodiest century in human history, all of this has been preparing the ground, so to speak, for the birth of the Christ in human hearts. And I do think, in spite of everything, that we see more and more of a demonstration of this today. Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucis Publishing Company. And that's the book entitled The Reappearance of the Christ. And it's by Alice Bailey. And um, uh, all of our dialogue today uh, was inspired by this book, the, Reappear the Reappearance of the Christ. Uh, what, what you could do if you'd like to take advantage of this offer is give us a check, send a check or a money order, $16. Uh, 
to Lucis Publishing, Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's check and money order, $16. Ask for the reappearance of the Christ. Send it to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Support for this podcast and the following messages comes from Texas Mutual Insurance Company, proud to support the many Texas businesses who make safety their number one priority in the workplace. More information about safety-focused workers' comp available at WorkSafeTexas.com.